What's up? This is Elliot Einhorn. Welcome back to the TalkHouse podcast. Today I'm joined by Nick Dawson, Editor-in-Chief of TalkHouse Film. And boy, do we have an incredible talk today. We most certainly do. Abby Jacobson of Broad City and the absolutely fucking hilarious Samantha Irby. Creator of the blog, Bitches Gotta Eat, the book We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. And of course, Meaty, which was just republished in a new edition, which is why this talk happened. So tell us a little bit about how you brought this magical conversation to the talk house. Very happy to. My favorite bookstore in Brooklyn is called Books Are Magic. It's in Cobble Hill on Smith Street. And it was founded by New York Times bestselling author Emma Straub and her husband, Michael Fusco Straub, who parenthetically, has designed a number of the iconic Magnetic Fields record sleeves. Awesome. Love that band. Books Are Magic has just celebrated one year of existence this month. Big congratulations. Happy birthday to you. (laughs) And I follow them on Instagram. One day I saw that they were bringing Abby Jacobson and Samantha Irby together. And I got on the horn and said, listen, we have got to release this as a TalkHouse podcast episode. This is too good to just happen in the space and not be heard by the greater world. Thankfully, Nick, everyone involved agreed. And thank God, because it's a fucking hilarious talk. It really is. I, of course, bought a copy of Meaty for myself right after the talk was over. And Nick, that book really encapsulates a lot of what Sam Irby is about. There are the most personal details revealed about dating. Body image. Eating. Uh, poop jokes. Poop jokes. Yes, there are a lot of poop jokes. Sam has Crohn's disease and somehow makes it both poignant and hilarious. And that's kind of the key to, to who she is. She writes with such vulnerability, but makes it unbelievably funny. And relatable. And relatable. But Nick, this talk does not just dwell on poop jokes. Not just. <laughs> we also hear about the fantastic and absolutely charming way in which the two met originally. Over email. It was a, a courtship for the ages. A bit of a Gmail stock. Yes. And of course, what it led to was not just this conversation, but the upcoming TV show that Sam and Abby are working on. Forthcoming on FX, and it is based on Meaty. We get to hear a lot of fun details about that show. And Nick, I thought it was very powerful to hear Sam talk about exactly who she wants portrayed. Yeah, the underrepresented, the people you don't usually see on TV. And, and she talked about not just those people on screen, but also the people working behind the camera, having people who don't usually get hired, who are not usually writers, who are not usually directors on shows like this or on any show, getting to, to get paid. It's not a conversation we hear enough. No, very true. The two also chop it up about being avid phone talkers. Yeah, kicking it old school is, is pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> they also touch on the particular way that they write essays. Sam has a a very interesting method. And of course, Abby has a a book of essays coming out in the near future. Very excited for that. We also get to hear Sam's dream of putting diarrhea on TV. It's everybody's dream, isn't it? See, we're back to poop jokes. I think so. (laughs) And of course, her planned Emmy revenge. (laughs) Gotta stay tuned for that one. Should we roll it? Let's roll that tape. Oh, man. This is a very high, very high stool. It is high. Gonna I'm gonna perch because it's I'm gonna more flattering. Well. Let's like we're like we're gonna lean. Yeah, I like um, lean. It feels whoa, friendlier to is, lean. Uh, it's this like very this, nice. and then it's also this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are just getting like all ass. It's just ass. 
I mean, it's my brand. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is cool. I'm not. I'm not great at this, so we're gonna see how it goes. Mm -hmm. But um, Sam, thank you for asking me to do this. You're. I mean, I don't think it would be this full if it was just me. Yes, it would. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? I wasn't fishing. I wasn't fishing. Thank you know you. it would. Stop it. I'm your biggest fucking fan. Stop. No, the whole no. I'm I'm here to not stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can you so, ask me some serious questions, please? Oh, they're coming. About my process, maybe. Or... You know, I already. You said that because I told you I was gonna ask you that shit. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna start off because Sam and I know each other very well. Um, I'm going to, look. let's talk about how we met. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so just to give you guys a, like a, like how we met. So Janine Garofalo did, like came on Broad City to do a role season one. And weirdly to thank us, <laughs> which was like, why are you thanking us? You're doing our show. You're like, you know, um, she gave me and Alana the original meaty. And... I was like, oh my God, Janine Garofalo gave me a book. <laughs> and I went home and read it immediately. And I was like, this was in 2013. And I was like, who the fuck is this person? And I like hadn't seen it. It was, it was like in like kind of like the employee pics, like people like kind of like it was a secret. And I kept it secret. I didn't tell anyone how good it was <laughs> on purpose. I was like, holy fuck, who the fuck is this bitch? It's so funny. It's lo- you guys know that Sam is like laugh out loud funny, unlike anyone else. And I kept it a secret because I never wanted, like I had never thought I would want to make a show like, for, with someone else's idea. <laughs> but I read this book and I was like, this has to be a TV show. And I emailed Sam. I like found her online through her blog. And I emailed her and I was like, hey, dude. Uh, <laughs> so vaguely, right? I didn't say anything. So I get this email <laughs> that's like from a regular person's Gmail. <laughs> so I didn't think it could be like from a celebrity. And I was like, celebrities don't have Gmails. And. <laughs> So I get this email that's like very cool. It's like, hey, I read your book. If you're ever in New York, wanna have, I want to have coffee and like talk to you. Yeah, that's how I about, roll. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to have coffee and talk to you. So, I was like, I have an idea. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, eight months later, I wrote back. <laughs> And was like, oh, sure, yeah. If I'm ever in New York, we'll get a coffee. And then I was like... You wrote something about green juice. You're like, coffee or green juice. And I was like, Because I thought that was like a real New York thing to say. Because like, I'm from the Midwest where we just eat potatoes for every meal. So I was like, we can get a green juice if I'm ever in New York. And then sent it and was like, I'm never going to hear back from that person. And then I was like, okay, I'll be more specific. 
And I, she like basically made me be like, hey, my name is Abby. I have this show. I, <laughs> I want to pitch you an idea about working together. And then I went to Chicago and like made you take me to your favorite breakfast place. Yes. Um, I made her come to Chicago. <laughs> I was like, if you're really on TV see you in the Delta Terminal because I'm not coming to New York. You can come to me. <laughs> so I did. I fucking did. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then we had breakfast and it was great. And she talked to me about doing a TV show. And the first thing I said was like, do I have to be on it? And she was like, no. And I was like, great. I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. And you that was have it. To be on it. So it took like a year for us to get together. Yeah. But then when Maybe we did, a little it was bit like, more than a year. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't believe shit until shit happens. Listen, you know? I also sometimes the longer things go on, the better they are. The longer they take. Playing hard to get works. <laughs> Apply that to every part of your life. I guess. Play hard to get. Yeah. And like someone will give you a TV show. So fun for me as well on that side. <laughs> I'm sure you were like, the book wasn't that fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, six, in six months, it won't be fucking funny at all. Uh, <laughs> Worst um, book I ever on Goodreads. Like, fuck this book. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so then, then we've been working on this, the show version mm. of Meaty for like a while. Yeah. But we're still working on it. It's going to be a fucking show. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I will not be on it. But it's going to be I'm going to make you do going to make you do like all these little cameos. You'll like be watching Sam, real Sam will be like walking in the back. <laughs> you have to run through. Yeah. We're going to put diarrhea on TV, which yep. is my It wasn't my dream before, but it's totally my dream. <laughs> Now, like, we wrote a lot of diarrhea into the script, uh, which was the most important thing for me. And it's going to be great. And you all better fucking watch it. Yeah. It's going to be good. Okay, so I made a little list. Oh, no. Okay, so we talked for, like, Sam and I are phone talkers. I don't know if you guys, no one like talks on the phone. No. We talk on the phone. Yeah. I don't know a lot of other people that I talk to on the phone for as long as we talk. I love talking on the phone. Yeah. That's like you're my good. secret shame. But that's not like a thing that makes you cool now. I like think if you call it is. somebody, people like throw their phone across the room <laughs> and are like, like what no. Is this? Yeah, yeah. no. So when I meet another phone person, I'm like, you actually like talking on the phone? I like that. Great. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we talked on the phone to prepare for this. Yeah, highly prepared. And you're going to see that we did absolutely no preparation in all that time we were on the phone. Okay, so my biggest question in the, you know, the, this new edition, mm -hmm. um, because I'm so familiar with the old edition, mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned this on the phone a little, can you talk about what it's like? This was 2013 when this was for the first version, right? Mm-hmm. So I wrote it in like 2012. And I know the whole backstory with those dudes and it was like no editor, <laughs> yeah. right? And they yeah. like, yeah. And so the looking, worst. so when you went back in, 
what what did you you're reading it fresh were you like who is this like what did you feel about that version of yourself okay so i don't want to taint anyone's experience taint who has i it. hate myself <laughs> i'm like literally living in my tele sorry i said one glass of wine <laughs> I don't want to ruin this for anyone who hasn't read it yet, but I'm going to. So uh, it was mortifying for me because I don't really talk like that anymore. I don't really say a lot of the, like, the word motherfucker is in it, like, 2,000 times. And I was like, oh, I... Who wrote that? Like I was there and there are so many like little catchphrases and stuff that I don't use that feel like relics from past me. And the most crushing part of this experience, this is my editor sitting right up front. She was like, well, you can't change the things that embarrass you. <laughs> and I was like, what's the point of doing this thing? <laughs> like make it better and she was like well you know we don't want to like we have to preserve the tone like we're gonna put periods and commas where there were none but you can't like make yourself sound smarter or better you can't use a thesaurus which you clearly didn't use last time so like the whole like I read the first pass and the whole time I was like this is really fucking embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. Also, there's a lot of um, mining of my, like, heartbreak in it and, like, reliving some of that. Like, having a time capsule of your worst self preserved <laughs> for the world. It, it's, like, one thing for you to read it. It's another thing for me to reread it and so that was like and I was just like okay people will understand that like there's been growth although it's not like I wrote it when I was 17 like I was fucking 31 man <laughs> like, like, yeah but I wasn't still. like yeah it wasn't like a babe it's not like my high school journal I was like oh man what a mess but but I guess like in the spirit of like what I try to do, which is like be as honest as possible, I have to, I can't say that that's my goal and then like fix all the bad stuff. So it's there. But when you read it, like work with me. Just be like, she, Wait. She, work, in, work in progress. Yeah, but could you read it? I mean, this is the book I read and I like fell in love with you. A lot of people did. So, like, this book, like, kind of changed your whole life. So, yeah. like, not, I don't mean me. I but the mean, new, like, but the new one, so I had I mean, the opportunity like, yeah, like, to, like, do whole... a new one and, like, do it better. So then, like, in my mind, I was, like, meaty, shmeaty, like, who cares? You know, I'm, like, look at this prize. Right. And so now, like, having the old one come back out, I'm, like, oh, <laughs> okay. No, it doesn't <laughs> just go away, huh? But... <laughs> I don't just get to, like, put that to bed. But I'm glad, at the very least, that we got to, like, there was no, like, copy editor. Like, God bless the indie presses, but, like, there was nobody fixing my fucking typos and making my <laughs> commas, semicolons, or whatever. So those things are all fixed. So I guess, like, it was worth it to do 
to do that. But like going, I also had to record an audiobook, which I didn't do the first time. And right. like reading it was like real painful. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, You're reading like a past version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. I was like, who? And like, especially when you write about like people you've dated and stuff, it's like, Man, I can't believe I was so bent out of shape about this idiot, and now I have to read about it, and then I have to know that people are listening to me read about it. It was a, I mean, I don't feel bad for me, but it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. But you know people are reading it and taking something from that. I hope. You I hope. know they are. I hope. Or they're... <laughs> Or they're mocking me, which they also are not. Is fine. Yeah, everyone filed in here to mock you tonight. <laughs> not tonight, but we're gonna, gonna stop talking, and they're all gonna yell. They're gonna read that old shit and be like, mm, "You got broke up with, and you didn't take a shower." So, I mean, you know, you know, there are a few, a few people will. Maybe a few, <laughs> a few, a few arm crossers. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, Okay, something I realized, because I just got the new edition today. Mm-hmm. Something I realized that we didn't talk about with the old edition, I can't even like remember all the recipes. Oh, we didn't even yeah. talk about that. So what the first go-round, it wasn't even my idea to do it. They were like, let's put some, you should put some recipes in there since it's called meaty. And I was like, mm, a little <laughs> too on the nose. <laughs> But I did it, and then they put them all in at the end where, like, no one cares. So that was one thing I did get to change is I was like, let's, like, well, Maria decided that we should, like, group them and that I would write all new recipes, which I did. And those are things, like, I cook for real. Especially, I don't know if you have read it yet, but there's a whole section on, like, food to eat when you have diarrhea, and those are from my kitchen. <laughs> Just later, I might float a cookbook idea. I mean... <laughs> I you should because and and just the way you write about cooking is so well like so on my like, level yeah. I'm like yeah what am I I do need to lift it and just see it's <laughs> yeah. so just like I like to cook so I started cooking because like I wanted to feel like an impressive person to date you know I wanted to be like look at this quality that I have that will make my flaws pale in comparison. So I would like started cooking to like, you know, I mean, that's why, why we like do everything. It's all rooted in like trying to convince someone to love me. So, um, but recipes are like, you know, you know, they don't talk about making things in a, in an accessible way. No, you have to like look up what the thing they're telling you yeah. to do is. You have to have like another like plain man's yeah. like whatever. I'm like, why don't they ever say this should look like dirt? And it's okay. It's like okay. it's okay if it yeah. looks like dirt. These should be mushy. It's okay if they're mushy. So <laughs> that's my whole thing. The next like, one should be mushy. <laughs> Meaty and mushy. Mar- <laughs> Meaty and mushy. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it, it also fits many. <laughs> many things so anyway I was like I was like I'll write these accessible recipes for people who are like me and and then yeah that's what I did so there are new recipes guys if you ever wanted to know like how to make chicken soup if you have to shit chicken soup while wearing a diaper 
I wrote that recipe for you. I want to know. I want to know that. It's in there. All right, I got it. I have it. <laughs> okay, now the question you revealed that I told you I was going to ask you all about your writing process. <laughs> so I'm curious because I'm like embarking on, Sam has been someone, we like talk business and then I'm like, okay, here's my shit I need to know from you. Um, I'm embarking on like writing essays and Sam is like my go-to informant. Is this your first announcement? It's not an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Fuck, experimenting just like, no. in the essay <laughs> format, Sam. Right. <laughs> For fun only. Right. I don't know to what hone. you're talking about, Sam. <laughs> to hone your your skills. Yeah, just I know. on the weekends. Everybody dabbles in early morning. Writing. I got it. I it's got a hobby. <laughs> but but <laughs> Sam is the one I sort of ask about, like the process. You know, I'm so curious about anyone's craft and their process, and like. Do you wake up early? Do you do you no. work at night? Music. Yes. I know. I just learned your music thing. Okay, so share. Okay, so it's. I feel like when when you think of like the writing process, like you're expecting to hear some like magical, like clean white room with like tea on the desk. I write usually at night because I like for it to be quiet in the house only because my desk is in the corner and I get like jumpy if I feel like somebody's gonna walk up behind me um I have a lot of anxiety issues so I like for it to be quiet I like to write at night and <laughs> my very sad key to all of my work is that I listen to one song on repeat over and over <laughs> for each piece so you just and told it's me this. always a sad song. So how, like, how long do you think you're listening to this song for? Hours. <laughs> Hours. And it's like, are you ever there and you're like, I gotta get out of here. This song is. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, how is anyone oh, yeah, I else? I listen to him on oh, earphones. You, okay. I have no. I just interpreted headphones. that that you have headphones on, and I was like, that seems crazy. You make everyone else wear headphones? No, no, no. no it's me. Yeah, I yeah, listen that, to make, that makes more I sense. I put headphones on and I listen to the same song over and over, like for each essay. Even Maybe if I'll it's, make a playlist of my like sad writing. You should. Music. The, the, can the one you sent me was the national. So yeah, so, like I listen to like death music. About, I think it's called About Today by The National. That's a sad fucking song. And I just listen to it over and over until like the words like blend together. I just need something to block out the noise. And if the song switch, then I'm like, oh, what's this? Or, oh, I'm gonna skip that. So I pick one good one and just listen to it over and over for each even if it's some, Even if it's an essay that's making you laugh. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. But happy songs are too distracting. Yeah, they are. Like if a jam comes on, then I'm gonna stop and you like gotta dance. Jam. You don't want to jam. No, I don't want to no jam. Jams. I gotta write. No jams. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> okay. Great. That doesn't help anyone. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's just interesting. All these are like, no. Do you like not doing that? Can you just sit and you're like, I'm gonna do this piece and I'm gonna finish this piece and that's it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. I'm just checking. But understand that I usually am like butting right up against the deadline. No, no, no. Yeah, I I'm do, not. I'm not I up against not, a deadline. 
I don't write anything. I never turn anything in. And the editor's like, wow, I have a whole week or two to pour over this thing. I'm always like 11.59 the day she asked for it. I'm like, oh, sorry, my power was out. And then I send it. <laughs> sorry, you have to spend the next 24 hours staring at this thing, trying to get it done on time because you have a real deadline. But yeah, no. Okay, my next question. Yeah. Okay, this is a question about writing vulnerably. Okay. Vul yeah. You, you write so honestly mm -hmm. in, all, in all of it, in mm -hmm. the books, in the blog. Yeah, like, can you talk about that? Because yeah. it's intense. It's very scary. But also I think that's why everyone is in here because you, we all relate to your writing so much. And um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I don't, this isn't like a nice answer, but it's real. I have a lot of freedom because my parents are dead and there's no one who says no. Like there's literally no one who's going to call me and be like, you've brought shame to the family crest or whatever. So like, <laughs> that's very, that's why I killed them. So I could like have... This is the new essay in the new edition. <laughs> How I murdered my loving parents. But no, like once they were out of the way, it was like, well, who's going to say no, right? Like nobody's going to be like ashamed. So that's part of it. But another thing is like if I'm writing about myself and unless I'm a hermit and I never do shit like this, I never talk to anyone I don't already know, it's hard to like keep up a front, you know? So if I tell you everything, then that's freeing. You just have it, you know it. Um, I have found that I don't often have to explain things because people like you already know. Like if we, if I go to dinner with somebody who's read my work, but like we don't hang out. You don't talk at all. Well, you just can focus on the food. <laughs> Well, I don't. Ha I don't have to pretend that I'm not going to take a shit, right? Like, I'm gonna be. I think the first, yeah. the first time I met you, I was like, I'm gonna be in the bathroom for at least eight minutes, and like, I was like that's very freeing because you know yeah. what you know what you're dealing with. I also think like if if you have a lot of problems and you put them out there, at least I have found that like a lot of people have the same problems or similar problems. Um, the last time I was in New York, this is my favorite story, the last time I was in New York, this woman comes up to the table when I was signing and she like had tears in her eyes and I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I'm ready for it. I want, I, people cry on me all the time, I'm, I'm into it. And so I was like bracing myself for her to be like, I just got dumped. But this lady comes up and she was like, I have uh, an irritable bowel support group with me. And she brings up all these diarrhea ladies. And like... I'm sure they want to be, they, they yeah, like to be referred to They wanted me in their coven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like... And like, she was like, no one has, no one writes about this. And like, so you never know like who's out there reading your thing being like, man, I'm gonna go out in my depends today and not feel sad. Cause I know that bitch is somewhere in her depends. So I think people feel like they're, they're being like 
not the word isn't like validate. Yeah, kind of. Where they're yeah. reading it and they're like, "That's me." Like no yeah, one's writing about to yeah. It. And I think I have had enough response, like, and all from all kinds of people, right? Men, women, every gender in between, every health ailment, every sort of mental illness. People are just like, "Thanks for writing about that." Like, thanks for also like, not to be your grandma, but we live in a time where like. I mean, Instagram is rough. It's rough on me, too, where you, like, look at people's lives and you're like, the fuck am I doing? Like, look at their apartment. Look at their this. Look at their that. And I think it's, like, nice for people to be like, here's a person who is talking about, like, I'm actively sweating right now. <laughs> I'm also wearing, uh, like, think, holding myself in underneath. Like, people want to know that, like, other people are out there doing that, too. And yeah. it doesn't it doesn't serve me to, like, not tell. Because then I got to, like, lie. Like, if I meet people, then I have to, like, keep up a perfect front. And this way, I don't. I can be like, yeah, I told you how I looked. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not a surprise. I don't have to come out with, like, half of my body behind a scrim because I, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're getting. So uh, it's very freeing to yeah. be vulnerable, at least for me. I understand, though, that not everybody can, but I feel like I can. No, I mean, so I think I it's so inspiring. I think, every, I think everyone, all these people that are about to mock you, I think they all feel the same way. <laughs> There's probably someone who, I mean, there have been people who, like, message me because they're horrified. Too. I'm sure. Then those people, you know, can sit whatever and yeah. type away. Yeah. I'm like, well, have fun in your perfect life, Charles. But. Yeah. Fuck you, Charles. <laughs> um, For the most part. All right. Well, this is a selfish helps. question. I'll, I'll ask you this over and over while we do the show. But, you know, this is like the next incarnation of Meaty. But then, like, hopefully we'll get to make this, like, other incarnation of meaning that's drawing from this mm -hmm. and other stuff. But I mean, what ultimately do you want people to take away from the book and the show? And I don't know, like oh, what's man. your ultimate goal for me <laughs> to know, to help you do it? <laughs> so my frustrating answer is that I'm a person who does not have many goals. <laughs> I just don't, man. I don't. I aim real low, and any success I've had is because people have sort of cajoled me into wanting more for myself. That said, I would really like, especially with the show, I would really just like to have like fat, queer, brown, all shades of browns, all kinds of genders represented on a show that's like funny and not tragic. We can we have some disabled people on TV, some people shitting their pants on TV. <laughs> and just like not, so I'm I don't consider myself like a woke person because I feel like that takes a lot of work and thinking that I'm not gonna do. I just try I try not to like step on anybody's toes. You know, and like I don't say wild shit, but like, you know, I just wanna like get some people on TV that we don't see on TV. And I also like, this is a, 
I don't know. I don't know that I've ever said this to you before, but it'd be nice to like get some people paid who don't get paid, right? You know, like get some fucking directors and writers and, you know, like I want to look around a table of like people you don't see in Hollywood around those tables and know that like we've got them a check. So if I could like do that, that would be good. I think we can do that. Yeah. That's like my like small goal. My big goal, <laughs> my big goal is to fucking win an Emmy and like get on the Emmy stage and say fuck you. I don't know if I can help you with that goal. To a few people. But I'll try. <laughs> I just want to like win an Emmy and be like, Steve. <laughs> or whoever, you know, like just whoever. And be like, <laughs> Remember how you doubt me? <laughs> You're going to definitely be like, the music will come up and Sam will be like, and also Mark and Charles, you uh, trolling me online. That dude who wrote me an email after my New York Times piece. I'll be like yanking you off. That's like Sandman me off that stage. Like somebody's going to come out with a hook. And... No, but for real, I just want to like have like make a fun thing that does some things that we aren't already seeing like we so we have like pitched the show and stuff and I remember when we went can I say where we went the first time yeah okay so when we were in the Netflix waiting room oh you mean when we went to pitch it yeah yeah yeah. yeah. when we were in the Netflix waiting room and like they you know it's they look like there were a group of guys like rehearsing oh that one and we were like (laughs) What? Their stick, and they look like every, they just look like every dude you've ever seen pitching a show. And I'm like, that's cool, man, but can, can we? Can Then they probably bought their shit. They, they didn't buy ours. Bought, they didn't buy ours. <laughs> they didn't buy ours. But like, you just get some people who don't look like that into some of these rooms. Yeah. That's all. That's I the goal. Yeah. That's the first. The first tiny goal yeah. on your list. And then I'd like to immediately <laughs> retire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to do this for a long time. Like, yeah, yeah. Few seasons. Yeah, yeah. And then you I just. Get out before. You want to do like yeah. uh, British style. Yeah. Do a few yeah, yeah, seasons, yeah. then like relax. I'll tell them that. I'll say Sam is only in. <laughs> she wants British. She wants in for a couple years and she wants out. Yeah. Before we're, yeah. And then I, I just want to be the person who's like, oh, yeah, I have that guy's email and get other. Get, you go make your thing while I relax and watch it. <laughs> mm, sounds good. Little goals. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny goals. Five more minutes. Wow. Make them count. Okay, Sam. Um, well, okay. This just came out. Mm-hmm. I know you're um, you're doing the book reviews. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Yeah, in my you life. read like a maniac. It is so hard. I give them a list of books that I want to read that I think I like. Cool. Okay. Then they have a list of books that like either like publicists are really pushing or there's like a lot of push for those books. Everything's pushed. Yeah. <laughs> then they push those lists together and they send me, they were sending me like six books a month, which, fuck, 
So <laughs> that's like I. I mean, I usually get through like five or like guys. Five please to get a subscription <laughs> to that shit. It is the hardest thing that I've is ever so done. So much. Yeah, and so I would read like six books and then write just like seventy words. And in those seventy words, I had to get the plot and like a blurby thing about the. It's. I mean, it's hard. Okay. I thought it was going to be easy. I thought, because you, like, you guys read a lot, right? So you think, like, I read something. I can write about it. No, you can't. It's no, you're hard. Like, you're basically writing, it's, like, the back cover of every book. Just know that when you're seeing those little clips from me, I have, like, agonized. My own writing, I'm just like, <laughs> but, like, the, you know, <laughs> those reviews, I'm like. But that's kind of good. That's nice to know that when we go to read reviews that the person reading them is, like, it's kind of been difficult, like, you know, yeah. you like, yeah. It's taxing. But the worst part is, like, if I hate it, I can't be like, this sucks. Yeah. I, I, get to, I, used, I tried to sneak the word challenging <laughs> in once, and they were like, they were like, yeah, right. No. We challenge you to keep this job because <laughs> that... <laughs> it's so hard. I signed a two-year contract, you guys. I'm like... Eight months in, I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's really hard. Every time, like a FedEx box with like nine books in it shows up, I'm just like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Well, so I'm doing that. You're doing that. Sounds great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of fun. So, and then we're gonna get back into it after you this yeah. tour, and then. I mean, you're busy, but yeah. I don't know do you any I, of if like I've said that I I've sold another collection. I'm just this is what I'm leading yeah. to. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. It's gonna come out, but you have to wait. It's gonna come out in twenty twenty. You oh, think we're guys. you think we're we're still gonna be good? You think we'll be okay? <laughs> I have to do stuff to write about. Yeah, you got to do some stuff. Yeah, like if I wrote it right now, it would just be about like... Book tour. Yeah. <laughs> but this book tour, the Marie Claire review. You could write one about the Marie... That's a, We just mined some good stuff. Third book, mushy. Note it. Mark it down. Yeah. I, well, I told Maria today that I wanted to call it... Oh, see, we'll crowdsource it. We'll see if this works. I wanted to call it Dying is Fine. They like it. They like it. Okay. They like it. It makes me sad, but, I don't but know, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys so much for coming. Sam, congrats on this latest edition. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. You're the greatest. You're the best. They're the greatest. They're the best. <laughs> they are Abby Jacobson and Samantha Irby. Big, big thanks again to Books Are Magic for allowing us to record and release this talk. Listeners, if you're located here in New York, 225 Smith Street. That's Books Are Magic at 225 Smith Street in Cobble Hill. And if you're not, you can order Meaty and Abby's upcoming book from booksaremagic.net. Keep it local, people. Keep it local. Unless you're somewhere else, then... Uh, well, Keep it small way. business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to head over to iTunes or Stitcher 
or wherever fine independent podcasts are served and subscribe. Subscribe, and while you're in our glorious archives, you will find a podcast with Meaty's head writer, Jesse Klein, in conversation with A.D. Bryant. It's a winner. Just check it out. And while you're doing awesome talkhouse stuff on the internet, because you know that you spend at least half of the day doing that, go hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, where we have full video episodes that we recorded live at the Sono Store in New York. And of course, talkhouse.com for your daily essays and, 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 and video essays and, and podcasts and all the awesomeness that we have there on the regular. Get your fix. Today's episode is recorded and co-produced by Mark Yoshizumi. The magic man himself. Indeed. And of course, we'll catch you soon. Maybe next time? Maybe next time. Definitely next time. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Poop jokes. Poop jokes. <laughs> <laughs>